What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Episode number 43 of the Shiv and Eddie Show, the Shetty Show. And um, I apologize in advance. We were supposed to have a guest today. I know I teased it on the Instagram page. It was supposed to be an athlete. We'll try getting him back on at some point. Uh, we'll see just how that goes. But ain't no complaints. Ain't no complaints. We're still running the pod. So apologies for that misinformation at the beginning of the week. Thought he was coming in. Couldn't make it today. So it's going to be a regular Shiv and Eddie show. Um, yeah, but we could get right into it. Yeah, man. Um, very good, decent weekend of sports, actually. Football yeah. is finally fucking bad. Yeah, I, I, so I don't really watch the preseason besides, like, I look at the stats of the rookies, but I've been watching a little bit of baseball again. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's about that time though. Yeah, I'm getting back in the game. Yep. And it's watched about... the UFCs last night and uh, Kamara Usman. Man, I thought that <laughs> fight was over, and that was yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. Were you an Usman guy? Uh, not really. I was big. I was a fan in terms of like I knew that guy was a killer from the start. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was one of the guys, a few guys I called. I was like, that guy's gonna be a nuts. I yeah. watched my Ultimate <laughs> Fighter. Yeah. And I was like, this dude is better than everybody here. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Crazy man, he got caught like that. He got caught. Did lacking. you hear his corner? Did you watch that fight? Mm-mm. His corner was screaming at him like straight out of a movie. His corner was like, "Come on, Rock!" Get seriously, was like, "Come on, Rock!" As he's fucking at him, like screaming at no um Edwards corner. Oh, oh okay. like every round, and like in, in the break, there's like vein popping out. Like, "Come on, Rock! You gotta kill him, Rock! You gotta kill him!" Like, and and it was like funny. And yeah, he got he got him, man. He caught him. That was a really cool clip. I didn't watch the full fight, but British Jamaican guy Leon Edwards. I've heard, I heard of him. I watched him a little bit. I knew he was solid, but uh, he's like uh, he's the champ now. He's Correct. the champ now. He's the and who champ else is now. in that division? Who can I, compete I, for a title? I think like I think Paulo Costa. I don't keep up too too much. Is Adesanya in that division? Or no. Adesanya, no, he's up. He's up more. He's up. He's well. So this is welterweight. Okay. And he's middleweight. Middle. Middleweight, okay. light heavyweight, because that's he dabbled. Is middle one seventy? Middle's like one eighty-five. Uh, this is one seventy. Damn. Welterweight is one seventy. Usman strikes me as like a bigger guy than one seventy. Yeah, because like when they I see... all are. They all are. So they like, they, they probably cut. bloat up about ten to twenty pounds instantly. Pretty like after they weigh it. It's just the nature of the bed. Yeah. Like, in the weight matters, I didn't really know how much weight mattered until, like, until until I got to wrestling when the, like, skill level between weight classes was different. But then, like, just weight, like, when you wrestled, when I wrestled people who were 220, I was 200. Mm-hmm. So I was always at a 20-pound disadvantage with that. Then I'd wrestle people 195, and how I felt that was different. And then when I was wrestling people who were 182 how that was different like yeah as you go lighter they're faster yeah but the weight like your ability to you get used to like where how much you can move from certain positions with people of that weight and then when it gets lighter you're like oh i can like Mm -hmm. i can move yeah um but yeah weight matters dude that's yeah that's crazy yeah so that's why it's more impressive when a guy like mcgregor comes in and is a double champ of two weight classes like yeah, like, it is. It yeah. is. It is because I think McGregor got a good situation. Like if you look back on it, Eddie Alvarez wasn't shit. Mm-hmm. It's not like Eddie Alvarez was Jose Aldo at the time, and like it, no, he wasn't. Like Eddie Alvarez was just the guy because there was a lack of uh, talent mm-hmm. in the division. Not anymore. Um, but yeah, like I think to like DC's was pretty pretty impressive to me. DC was a the double champ from light heavyweight and heavyweight. And that is like such a big, that's a bigger move than anything because you got, in most of these divisions, it's 10 to 15 pounds difference. Mm-hmm. In, from light heavyweight, which is 205, to heavyweight, which is 265. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like completely different, you know. So <laughs> that, that to me was really impressive. But um, yeah, I think there's going to be a couple more. And well, what's her face? Amanda Nunes was a double champ. Mm-hmm. Um, she got her one of her titles back. I don't know. Yeah. Or she still has the other one. I don't know what's going on with her. But. Yeah. But uh, it's actually funny. I had a Nigerian coworker, and that's the one sport he knew like really well. And I was talking about him like, oh, like, it's like, oh, you watching the fight this weekend? And I was like, oh, Usman? He's like, Usman's my boy. Yeah, my man. Boy. <laughs> and I was like, you throwing money on it? And he's like, ah. Oh. I might, I might, I might throw some money on Usman. I really like him. What are the odds? He pulled up the odds. I think he was like, uh, 
I think he was like minus four hundred. Well, I hope he didn't. Drake lost favorite. about four hundred thousand last night, which yeah. is nothing to him. But it was funny because every time Drake posts a bat, it, it's like that is might be time to leave. I think Drake kind of fixed his curse, though. You remember there was a period of time when anytime Drake would put on a jersey, they would fucking they lose. They would lose. Yeah. Uh, In like I know, a big spot. I know too. a thing or two about being labeled as a curse. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, those, those were a very funny time not to laugh at your expense but dude that one day because i was in the room for one of them oh, it was a it was a i think it was saints no no no, it wasn't baseball it was football oh, it was a football game is this the giants game i think it was the giants game this was the best was this game. in the in this the, was the start this is the reason i got this was the reason i got labeled the curse yeah yeah look you could go into that story uh yeah so uh if you go back and listen to the episode with tyler tuttle uh, we laugh about this one. Uh, basically, uh, on this day, the New Orleans Saints were playing somebody who were plus 200. Me and my buddy Toto, who we had before, uh, we'll fill in the number later, uh, were like, this is ridiculous. The Saints should not be this odds. We like the Saints. Mm-hmm. The Giants were playing the Bucs. This is pre-Brady. Uh, this is Jameis Winston Bucks. Uh, my guy, Jameis Winston, comeback player of the year. Mark it. Book it. Um, what are the odds on that? Dude, are you plus two thousand? You gonna take it? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a to me like to me I think he's taking the Saints to the fucking moon, baby. But um, uh, I'm just a fan of Jameis because people don't like Jameis and Jameis is a dog because that's a W. Uh, but no, so we like the Saints and we like the Giants who are like plus two fifty uh, against the Bucks, uh, and we liked. We liked one other team. We liked the Steelers, I think, that day. Uh, another plus 200 dog, right? So 25 apiece on all of them, 25 on a parlay of all three, plus two to 300 dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Steelers was easy. That one was never in doubt. The Saints was pretty much done by the third quarter, never in doubt. And the Giants should have been done. Because the Giants, or the Giants looked done. They were down 14 points going into the second half. Mm-hmm. I decided to go, I saw it was in the president's room with a bunch of guys. We were mm-hmm. watching the games. And I, like, popped out for an hour to, like, do some work and have the games on uh, at my desk. So I'm watching this Giants game still. Giants come back. Giants come back, and now they're up 10. Yeah. I think. And, you know, so I wrap up. Like, oh, Giants game's about, you know, getting close. Like, let's go down back downstairs. I go back downstairs. And then the Bucks, uh, I immediately get yelled at the room as like a joke. Like, oh, dude, when you left, the Giants were sucking, and now they're like, look at them. I'm like, dude, I've been watching this game this whole time. Within the span of us starting the argument, uh, Mike Evans catches a 75-yard bomb. Uh, touchdown. Three and out by the Giants. Terrible punt. The Buccaneers have the ball on the 50-yard line. And at this point, like, I'm screaming with this guy. Like, screaming. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, you don't know. Like, you don't know. Like, you know, you know the arguments we get into. I'm screaming back and forth. Like, I'm not cursed. You know how stupid that sounds. Like, that's ridiculous. It's, through all this argument, it just keeps getting worse because the Bucks get to the 19-yard line. Yeah. So this game's pretty much over. In fact, no, so the Giants were up nine. So the Bucks just needed a field goal to win the game. Yeah. At this point, they're like, get out. Just get out. Like, like, you know what? You know what? Fine. Because I thought the game was over. Yeah. (laughs) I hear just screams from the room. So I step outside. I hear screams from the room. And I walk in, and I'm like, you guys are fucking lying. And, like, he's pointing at the screen. And I just point at the screen, (laughs) dying, laughing. Because he knows he's got me in a blender now for God knows how long. And he's pointing at the screen. And he missed the kick. He, I think it was Matt Gay missed the kick. Missed a 19-yard field goal or a 29-yard field goal. And they lost because that was to end the game. And the Giants won and we hit the parlay. And Oh, fuck. It, it, <laughs> we won. And we won. I won the parlay. I won all three bats. I was up, I was up a ton that day. It and you were still like pissed. I, I was yeah. so pissed. I, rem- I think I was in the room that day when I was going so on. So from then on, I got labeled as a curse. And then it got, it got worse because we were... Uh, we just had this habit of convincing the entire house one day to bet a game. Yeah, yeah. We bet we, the whole house, like 50 people, throw money in to bet on the Houston Astros in a playoff game. Like, I think, maybe not a playoff game. They were playing the Phillies, I want to say. 
Um, meaningless probably maybe Tuesday regular season game. I'm not sure. But so I'm in, right? And I was working on stuff. So the Astros are up like three nothing. I finished my working on stuff. So I go into the room next door where everyone's watching this game and I'm getting screamed out the room. 15 minutes in of me arguing again, the Phillies hit like a three run bomb, tie the game. Mm. Then they hit a two run bomb and they go up two. <laughs> the Phillies end up losing, winning the game like nine to five. Yeah. But to, they were leading by three when I entered the room. <laughs> yeah. So I got labeled as a curse for like a good two years until until this is when things turned i had my like fucking best season ever in football mm. i had multiple like 11 and 0 weeks mm. where like i just didn't miss and it to me when i was proving a point proving a point to everybody i'm like yeah i'm a curse like showing the record you know yeah so i had a fantastic year and then from then on i was not a curse, curse. Anymore. <laughs> um no that was a fucking incredible story I remember Tuttle too. He had that tendency to just like walk into your room, and he would he'd give you a game that he was gonna bet on. Yeah. And he'd just say, "Dude, just throw like twenty bucks." Yeah. And like I, just yeah, like I'll awesome. take it. Like just give me your twenty bucks. We'll fucking throw it on this game together. Yeah. Like yeah. he makes you feel like you're fucking you're on in. the team. You're in. He makes you feel like you should be in that locker room. Yes. Like with those guys, yes. and he's like, "Let's fucking go." And that's and the then, one thing though <laughs> I love is that when you get a group of guys that all bet a game, or like even if you're on different sides, like the energy is just it's crazy, man. It's fun. It is crazy. It's really fun. Yeah. Which brings me to my next point. We're gonna be getting back into the uh, pick six segment. <laughs> yeah. The Shiv and Eddie show. I will be throwing fucking money on games this year because you know what? Why fucking not? Why not? I don't work Sundays anymore, so it'll be nice to actually enjoy the games. Yeah, man. I'm sorry, dude. That <laughs> that hurts. It, it did fucking hurt, bro. Like, fuck. Especially, too, when you got money in fantasy football leagues and you're trying to keep up with your team on at when you're working. It just fucking sucks. It's not good. Dude, even Gary Vee took off Sunday during yeah, the day. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's a sacred time. Exactly. And Shiv knows my passion for the Dallas Cowboys and how I love watching their games. I missed about half of them last year. Oh, I got year. a little rap sheet on your team. Fuck, I don't have my phone on me. Um, Let's hear it, dude. I was fucking watching Stephen I heard A. There's some, I, I heard the team is weak sauce this year. Hey, uh, I heard, I heard I don't you guys think... lost some pieces at corner. I heard you guys lost a couple pieces. You Mitt? lost a right guard and no, a right tackle. We didn't lose anyone at corner. Was our, it not corner? So our, a couple guys on defense. Our, our starting... Everybody is back on the on the defense. I'm finding this. Besides Randy Gregory. I'm finding this. But Randy Gregory's big. He is, but they replaced him with a couple younger guys. They got Dante Fowler, which was a good pickup, and then they got uh they drafted their their second round pick was a defensive end. Pretty good guy. Well, yeah, okay. But um, no, their their defense is fine. It's it's almost everybody's returning, and they picked up. Hot seat, man. They, I I agree, but they picked up uh, Anthony Barr on, in the offseason. So as well. you know who I'm nervous about? Who? The Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles, they got better. The Eagles got better, and here's the thing: Jalen Hurts hasn't had a season with the same coach for more than a year. Yeah. You know, and Jalen Hurts has got the talent, I think, to to produce. Yeah. And it's scary, man, because they have an easy schedule, too, and they can win 10 games. Yeah, for sure. You know? Uh, obviously, like, I'm hoping my team can do something. Uh, I like the fact Tyrod Taylor's the backup quarterback. I'm not, like, pigeonholed to Daniel Jones anymore. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's my guy. If you, <laughs> if you go back on episodes of this podcast, Tyrod Taylor's a dog. Man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I even think he could... Daniel Jones is not doing well during preseason. No. And I kind of want Tyrod Taylor to take reps. Like, if we're going to... This is year four for DJ, right? Yeah, this is it, man. Yeah, it's done. It's, it's basically... This guy's done. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't produce. If he doesn't produce, he's And done. listen, I still, think, I still think that he's Eli Manning, and like... Yeah, shot, no. He can shot... <laughs> no. Dude, you know, listen, everyone he said that. He ain't Eli. Everyone, everyone said that. Even Eli, in the beginning of his career, like... Who sucked. Uh, Talent-wise, though, I think he was a lot more talented than this kid. Probably. Uh, here's the difference, though. Here's the thing people aren't recognizing. I know he fell on that run. I know he <laughs> fell, and it was funny. <laughs> it was so funny. Have you seen the memes of him getting sniped? Oh, dude, <laughs> like, no, yeah. It's like, saw those memes for months. For months. <laughs> yeah. Top 10 fails for months. I get it, but, dude, this guy's as fast as Lamar. Yeah. Look at the look at the they clock the speed. What a four three? You know? No, like when he's like run, like oh. when he's on these long seventy yard runs. 
Like, he, he can fucking sprint, man. Yeah. He just needs to keep his feet under him. <laughs> you know? But he's yeah. got... He's got... He, he can move, man. He can really move. And, I mean, it, here's the thing. The key is... Is Barkley needs to produce, too. Because... And I give Barkley a lot less... Or slack because of the injuries. Like... I, like, at the end of the day, it's a business, right? Like, if, yeah. he's, if he keeps getting injured, he's got to go. But I feel bad because, you know, you can't really control that. You can't really control tearing your ACL and then tearing your meniscus. Yeah. <laughs> like, back-to-back. It, it it sucks. And it's just the nature. He's fully healthy, though, going into this fully year. Fully healthy going into the season. Um, he's a good uh, late fantasy guy. If you still need a running back in, like, the second, third round. I had a draft yesterday. He, got, he went, like, late second round. Yeah, because he slept on now. He's yeah. very slept on yeah. now. And, I mean, the risk is there. So who went first in that draft? In um, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. So, yes, Taylor, he, CMC. He's clearly, he's clearly the number one. And I drafted Jonathan Taylor in his rookie year in, like, the sixth round. Yeah. And it was, like, even his rookie year, not even last year. I couldn't get him last year because people were – he was already on the radar. Yeah. Uh, Vapor snag, dude. He's bastard. so good. He's so good. He's Instantly, I, I was just watching college tape, and it was just this kid from Wisconsin, and I'm like, this kid can move. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's clearly number one because CFC's got the same problem. He does. He went to Barkley. Does yeah. Is like, and I think he could even go deeper than that because, like, I would rather have a guy like Dalvin Cook, who, like, he's at least less injured than. Then CFC, this guy's out half the year. That's your number one pick. Like, yeah, it's tough. Brutal, man. It's very tough. Yeah, speaking of draft, though, I, I think I did a pretty good job. I'll, I'll show you my team. Why not? Um, I had the third pick. So Taylor went one, CMC went two. I went with Cooper Cup. Um, I just thought that Cooper Cup was a way better option. Are they, than, like, just as good this year? Yeah, they are. They, they, they haven't lost anybody. They got Allen Robinson Dude, signed the box, in the offseason. The Bucks got Julio Jones, right? They did, yeah. I didn't want to draft any Tampa Bay wideouts though, for that reason. Like yeah, Mike, the Mike, is it's Julio, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Well, one of them's like injured still, but yeah. Um, fucking, it's way too much there. Um, here's my team. We'll see how what Shiv thinks about it live. All right, at QB, we got Derek Carr. Okay. Running back, running back was my weakest spot in the draft. It's kind of not a good thing, but James Conner is my number one. Okay. AJ Dillon is right now my number two. Cooper Cup's my number one wideout. T Higgins is my number two. TJ Hawkinson is my tight end. Jerry Judy's my uh, flex. The 49ers D. Uh, Tyler Bass is my kicker. I just wanted someone in a really good offense. And my bench is Kadarius Tony, your boy. I like him a lot. He's gonna produce. Uh, James Cook, Buffalo. Backup, but rookie, pretty good kid. Hunter Henry, Jalen Tolbert, Chubba Hubbard, Christian Watson, and then I got Baby Brady, Mac Jones. Um, this is, by the way, also in a 14-man league. So 14? 14? 14-man league. So, yeah, players, wow. slim pickings. Yeah, very slim pickings. Yeah. Ours is incredible because yeah. it's a 23-man roster. <laughs> and, like... You are you slim picking. Yeah. Like you are, you are waiver wire. You can't find the fucking. Thing. You need to. Yeah. You can't find a thing on yeah. the waiver wire. That yeah. was one thing last year. I was like, fuck, dude. So I found some stuff. Uh, Rashad Penny was on the waiver wire. Rashad Penny is the starting running back for the Seattle Seahawks now. Mm. Um, like that. Cordell Patterson was on the waiver wire. He what? You picked him up off I the waiver. I picked him up off yeah. the waiver. I never drafted him. I, my running backs were so bad to start <laughs> the year. It was it was it was mixing. Who was the best one, and everybody else was like, they, like I had, I had um, uh, Javante Williams, but he was a rookie. Like he was, he was splitting reps with Melvin Gordon, mm. so I had no one at running back. I was pretty shocked I got third. Yeah, I snuck in a third there, <laughs> just just by having consistent players. Yeah, um, it's kind of what you need. I got a young team though. I got a young team. Um, I'm so I love that league. I love that league, and that's yeah. the only league I'm in. That's good. It's the only league I tried. Like, yeah, I'm just not. I wanted to run another one. It didn't look like it's going to pan out because everybody else is in, like, $300 leagues. And I understand that. It's a bit late. So, yeah. Um, but it's all right. I kind of, like, I don't need to be. No, that's nice. I don't need to be setting, like, fucking lineups. I don't really have time <laughs> to be setting lineups all day. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be my entire Sunday morning. Because, you know, I gamble on the games. Yeah. You know, so I gamble on most of the games. So it's like I'll, I'll, I'll get my enjoyment there. Yeah. Red zone, we'll put up that monitor. Yeah. Uh, I can like maybe prop it behind the speaker right here. For sure. And uh, we'll have a we'll have a little setup. Yeah, we'll have a ball. 
We'll definitely have uh, the boys over on Sundays too. Anyone who wants to slide through the city, drink some beers, wake up early the next morning. Get to yeah, work. I'm. Sunday is normally like the later days. I waking up at seven is so nice. It's like, oh my god, this is like fantastic. So much time. Yeah. So much fucking time <laughs> to do shit. But yeah, football season's back. Excited about it. Um, I kind of stretched my fantasy bandwidth a little too far. I think this year I got four, four leagues. Four leagues. Yeah. See, that's the thing, dude. Like you're setting lineups like a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, I, I get it. I was in at one point. It was one year I was in like six leagues. Yeah. But that's when it got like I was like, this is way too oh, much. Yeah. It's too much. It's way too much. Money. And the other thing is too, you're so inclined. I mean, once you draft guys, you're so inclined to draft them again. Yeah. Because you're like, I picked this guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you're like, all of a sudden, half your leagues are like, riding on the same, same wide receiver core. And yeah. It's like, tough. I only care about two of the leagues though. I care about our league yeah. that we're in, and then the one I just drafted for. It's fucking three hundred dollars when it That's takes huge, like three thousand nine hundred. That's great. Year. That's great. Same guys won back to back too. Really? So, yeah, we're trying to dethrone him. Damn, that means that guy's good. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, I think unless you're in a three hundred dollar league, getting like fantasy pros is like you're. <laughs> yeah. If you have fantasy you pros, if you have fantasy own. pros in like a baby like, like listen, a hundred dollar league. It was all through, like I run a hundred dollar league, and we keep it that way because you know there's still guys in college and stuff like. Yeah. Like, we want to keep the same cohort together, but pretty soon here, like, the $100 league is pretty, like, weak. Yeah. Once you're, like, a full adult and everything, like, you want to, you know, think about this, you're, you're, you're playing all season, like, if you want to, if you're going to win one of these, like, you want a payday. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So, uh, you got fantasy Dude, our league's going to take a fucking big jump, too, I know it. We're going to go from, like, 100 yeah, to, like, Yeah, so I, in, like, I was talking, I was talking like, to, uh, all, it was almost all commissioners with the group I was with last night. <laughs> or not commissioners, but owners of yeah. the league. Yeah. Uh, and then I was saying, like, so next year we go to 200. Yeah. And then the year after we'll go to 250. And we'll kind of... Play we'll, it by ear. We'll see what happens at 250. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, it's warranted to maybe, like, at some point, if, if, the, if the league gets really, really imbalanced for the nature of the league, you might have to do a redraft. Yeah. And I think that's healthy at points, like... Every five years, maybe, like, if, if, the, if the league is that lopsided, that there's a redraft that occurs. But I don't think that'll be the case with this. Because, like, enough guys will shine. And if you pay, like, with the, our league, it's so nice. I have a 23-man roster, and it's a dynasty league. And you get you get a red shirt, basically, slot. And, um, and like, you, you, you really have to think through things. And, like you said, the waiver wire is a fucking... Slim yeah, picking. Slim fucking picking. Slim dude. picking. And you got to make strategic decisions. And, like, well, I, I don't really know how much the draft, how valuable picks are. I've never done a rookie draft before. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't really know. You know, how, when does it become, when does the fruit that one, our good friend Kern, shout out Kern, uh, has done where he tanked the whole season? Yeah. Offloaded every Everybody. player worth of value to the, to, to other draft. teams to get first round picks and he's got five first round picks okay we'll see what happens yeah. we'll see what happens that's one way of going about things yeah you know this was a wide receiver heavy draft mm-hmm. from what I heard but from what I'm also hearing is like out of the six to eight top receivers probably like maybe one or two of them are actually going to be like getting significant it's the nature time. of the business bro it's yeah. the NFL like yeah. there's seven rounds of regular drafting, like there's not Dude, that yeah. many spots, mm-hmm. and even the first picked wide receiver Drake London is playing in Atlanta. Who the fuck is throwing in the Matt ball? Ryan? He's not there anymore. Matt Ryan's go? in Indianapolis. Wait, who's in Atlanta? I don't fucking know. That <laughs> okay. Yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan's in, the starting QB of the Indianapolis Colts. That season. is that is weak. Where's Carson Wentz? He's in the Commanders. He's in our division. He's a starting quarterback for. Oh, I'm not. I I, yeah. the, I read a small rap sheet on them, and I'm not worried. No, I'm not worried that about the commanders. That team seems very disorganized. They stink. And yeah, I they don't. It's the Eagles I'm worried about. And uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Marcus Mariota, baby. Marcus Mariota's a starter. Starter for Atlanta. Uh, for it's Atlanta. between him and Desmond Ritter, who Dude, was drafted. That is this year. such a good. Uh, 
Shout out Marcus Mariota, man. That's I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah. He's a grinder, man. He's got he's a good core he, too. He's yeah, got young Kyle like, Pitts. He got kicked Drake out London. because I think he got injured. Basically, and they threw Tannehill in there, and Tannehill just had and a Tannehill took it over, you know, and like it wasn't Brady level took over, but you no. know, took him to the AFC Championship back yeah. to back years. Yeah, so uh, guy just lost his job because he got injured, yeah. which sucks. But um, and now they're probably laughing, or Mariota's laughing now because the Titans aren't as good this year anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where Tannehill, what's Tannehill's plan, but I think he got paid. He got paid, but he ain't got the same receiving core. I think his best receiver now is uh. Because he lost AJ, he lost, he lost Julio. What's his face? Yeah. No, wait, no. Who's the guy? That, the, there's that rookie, right? Calvin, Calvin Ridley got suspended. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Calvin Ridley got a year. Deshaun got a lot. For betting, for betting $1,000 on, par, on a parlay. Yeah. In, yeah. Which, in which Atlanta was only one leg in this parlay that yeah. lost. And it was a money line bet too, right? He wasn't like betting. He was a money line, yeah, it was a money line bet. <laughs> so he's just betting his team to win. I mean, I feel listen, like that's I understand. I understand the severity of of what he did, even though it was a thousand dollar bet on a parlay. Yeah, you can't be having players gambling on games. No, definitely. And not. I think I think any player who claims negligence, I didn't know. First of all, you did. They tell you. And the NFLPA, like, meets with all the rookies and stuff, you know, and it's like, here's how we do things around here. And they, like, they, everyone says, like, don't gamble on games. Mm-hmm. If you go to the casino, don't go near the sports book. Yeah. And if I was working for a sports organization, the, yeah, you're making that trade-off, man, for, a few, for however long you're playing or working in professional sports in that capacity. You are not gambling on sports no. during the season. Sure, go to the sports book in the off season and go bet on some baseball. Yeah. Or whatever. Like that's not illegal. But if it's during the season, I don't care if you're not even betting on football. You're not anywhere fucking close to the sports book. You're sitting at the blackjack table, playing some craps. <laughs> MJ, cigar mouth, yeah. dice rolling. Yeah. Have a good time. Yeah. Bring a lady or two. Yeah. Don't go to your sports book. <laughs> But they do anyway, and if you claim negligence, like, you're the idiot here. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, the comparison that gets made between him and the Deshaun and, and Ray Rice and all that stuff, right? Like, I understand. That's the NFL's problem on the other guy's sentencing. I don't think Calvin Ridley's sentence was bad. I think the other guy's sentencing and suspensions Are were bad. the wrong ones. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make Calvin Ridley's... It makes Calvin Ridley's look ridiculous because of theirs... Theirs is ridiculous. Yeah. It, but if, if if you're gambling on games, like, I understand. It, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're protecting the sanctity of the sport. The second the sports get labeled as rigged and stuff like the NBA, like, that's a hard reputation to shake. And this is America's sport. Yeah. This is America's sport through and through. Mm-hmm. There is nothing. There is nothing that gets this country bumping like football. Nothing at all. Right? And I know coming from a country where a different sport is the lifeblood what people breathe and pray to. There's a church in Manchester people go to where they, on top of saying our father at the end, they have a different prayer for Man United. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? Yeah. Like, this is these guys' lives. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in football. It's pretty much the same thing. You know, yeah. Football is the lifeblood of American sport. 100%. But yeah. Honest, yeah, I mean, I think baseball's fucked. Yeah, I don't think... Uh... It's us gambling guys that keep that thing alive. Yeah. The other thing, though, I don't know if it's fucked. I just think it's not going to grow anymore than it has already. If you ain't going forwards, you're going backwards. Yeah, it's true, but I I think baseball is always going to be around, at least for the foreseeable future. You know, ESPN's total total, uh, subscriptions a couple years ago was 75 million, and now they're at like 60. And some analysts are predicting like 55 is the floor. Mm-hmm. Right in the next couple of years, and it's like, if you're if you're not going up, you're going down for sure. That's just how it is in business. Yeah, you know, Blockbuster churned out the same model that worked fantastic for years. That's the thing. People shit on Blockbuster because it's gone. Blockbuster was the king. Like yeah. Blockbuster raked in cash, man. People would go to Blockbuster on a Friday night after work, pick out a movie. Everybody, 
you know? Now you use Netflix, right? Because they weren't moving forward. Mm. And you move backwards, and that's in technology, you move backwards really fast. Yeah, for sure. You just get swallowed alive. You know, BlackBerry, BlackBerry was top of the fucking market. BlackBerry could do nothing wrong. Everybody who worked in business who didn't even need a BlackBerry had a BlackBerry. Yeah. You were cool if you had a BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. You had a keypad. That shit changed real fast. What happened to BlackBerry? Uh, you want to, I think they got sold off. I think you can still buy their stock. Really? I'm not even sure what happened to those guys. <laughs> I don't either. They kind of just disappeared. And you know, there's that, there was that cohort of old guys that stuck with their BlackBerry because like, I'm just used to my BlackBerry. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, uh, you had your BlackBerry for five years. Yeah. Like, it's not like you had your BlackBerry for 20 years. Yeah. You had your BlackBerry for five years. You know? And, um... Apple just sh- fucking took over. Apple took over. And, 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 you know, and Google, Android, mm. Samsung. Yeah. They, they took, they swallowed the other half. You know? Yeah, dude, once the smartphone came out, I don't know what happened to BlackBerry. And you want to know what's amazing about smartphones is that you, everybody, it's a level playing ground. Like, I can get a smartphone for $200. I can get an iPhone SE. You know, it's, it's, it's the lowest level iPhone. It's an iPhone. With this, like, pretty close computing power and, like, access to the internet as the dude with the iPhone 13 Pro Max. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's the thing that's incredible about the, the tech is that everyone can have it. And even like internet now in, in America, in America, uh, it's, uh, I'm falling in a big trap if I said the world. A lot of the world doesn't have internet. Um, but in America, like, there's free Wi Fi everywhere. Yeah. You know? But yeah, we'll see, man. There's a lot. The tech space is always like, oh, we could do that in five years and it's like it hits like a truck I mean Uber too like cabs were the thing owning like if you had a cab business like that's it's like owning real estate yeah consistent cash flow who doesn't need a cab like right now who doesn't like who doesn't need to Uber around sometimes Mm -hmm. you know and that we're talking dude think about how big the cab industry is worldwide like the cab model was run in every big city worldwide Pretty much the same way. Mm-hmm. And within five years, one of the biggest long-standing industries got just hit with a sniper bullet. Yeah. Out of nowhere. How down, how down bad right now are cab drivers who still So drive cab cars? drivers are making a comeback. Are they? Because yeah, of, this is return. This pri- is episode five, return <laughs> of the cab drivers. Because yeah. okay. prices are so expensive for Uber's Because, because yeah. Uber's model was to raise enough VC money which they did, yeah, right. To put out to basically run the business at, right, and the business produces a loss every quarter. I think they had one quarter where they weren't at a loss, and everyone's like, <laughs> "Wow, Uber's not losing money." Yeah, yeah. But, but the trade-off was they got, they own everything. They, they got everything now. So, but yeah. like at the end of the day, at some point you go public. You're public for a few years. You need the stock price to go up. You gotta raise prices, and that's the whole plan. It's like once we gain the market share, once people are bought in, now we're gonna raise the prices because they can't get out. Yeah. And they, it's what they did because they swallowed cabs whole. Cabs were just off the face of the planet. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's true. Like in most areas, like yeah, besides like you know outside my office, there's cabs. Mm-hmm. In the loop of Chicago, I see cabs a lot. Yeah. When we're going out to bars or we're going out to different restaurants or whatever, I don't see cabs. No. People are pulling up in Ubers and getting out in Ubers. Mm-hmm. Right? Still. But cabs are making a return because I remember one day I was in, I was in the office a couple years ago, 1030. It was pretty late. I was going to order an Uber just to go to the train station. It was pretty, you know, it's a short ride. It's a 10 minute ride. I just didn't want to walk it. It was pretty late. Yeah. $25. I'm like, well, fuck, No. There's a cab just waiting outside, just sitting outside the office. And I go, how much to get to Union? Eight bucks. I go, sure. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I started noticing and reading some articles that cabs were popping back up again. Mind you, New York cabs were still there. That's one, that's one beast you couldn't just take down with the right hook. Like, New York cab, <laughs> the New York cab is a lucrative business. Yeah. But besides that, you know, everywhere else, cabs are kind of making a return because... You know, it's not like the pay with Uber's good. You no, don't see not. in the news about how people are like, I love working for Uber. Yeah. Or Lyft or whoever. Yeah. 
you know, it's uh, there's complaints yeah. and DoorDash and all that, right? Um, but they needed to raise prices. They need to raise prices, and and that's heading consumers. Gas has gone up, so the surcharge is going up. Mm. You know that, so it's it's high now. And so cab drivers, you kind of run their own little thing. Once you pay for the license, um, you're pretty much good. But a license in like New York City was two hundred fifty thousand for a cab license. So most people don't have that, right? Yeah. So they, the guys who do have them, uh, lease out the car, uh, right? So they lease out the car on the meter, or it's a per day fee, or you know, yeah. um, and those, and so the cab driver pays their cut and pockets the rest to 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 drive that person's car around because mm. they don't have a cab license. You need a cab license to operate a right. cab. Uh, and that was Uber's big battle with all these cities was like. Well, they don't have cab licenses because it's people's regular car, right? So yeah. they kind of just found the straight loophole to the system because if you if you make people with regular cars pay a cab license, like that's that's a that's that's the, that's not the way the rule was written, you know, to be to be written at. Uh, so I the cab license is shot down in value because they only have a certain amount of cab. That's why they're going for two hundred fifty thousand. There's only a certain amount of cab licenses, so those things went down in value. So people were able to buy their cab licenses for really small. And so now these guys who would have been just renting a cab license or don't have really have a car can get a cab license and operate their own business. Mm. Um, so they can charge less. And uh, so the cabs are making a comeback, but the thing is, I don't see them succeeding. No, long-term? No. no, no, no. Unless companies like Uber and Lyft, the debt gets so bad and the returns just aren't there because these margins are small. Like it, yeah. I was looking at a lot of heavy research in the, like the, the delivery driver companies. Yeah. And you know, those guys, their margins are paper, paper thin on how much they make per ride once mm -hmm. it's all said and done. From the driver level to DoorDash's level to the restaurant's level, the margin is so goddamn small. Yeah. And the sensitivity of the consumer is so high. Yeah. Is so high. It's not COVID anymore, where there's no option. So the the, the sense of, even though prices in the grocery store are up, the sensitivity of having your normal DoorDash order used to cost twenty dollars and now it's forty. It's tough, man. It's yeah. Really tough. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, those. So what do you think? You're just gonna buy Uber and Lyft at some point can buy the cabs. Or what are they gonna do? I don't. Gonna so Uber, the there, was, there was there was there was I, I think in some cities Uber cab. Was a thing. Is a thing. Yeah. It still is a thing. Um, and it's slightly lower. And I think, um, I'm not sure, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I don't know how that works or where the, where the margin is there. But, um, hey man, you know. Shout out to Kevs. I took a cab not too long ago. Cabs are great. With two of my buddies. And the guy pulled up, we were all drunk. And I asked, I said, how much are you charging? He said 30. I said, no, 23. And then he said, no, I can't. And I was like, well, I can't do anything more than 23. So he's like, all right, man, like, have a nice day. Drives off. About five seconds later, the car does a little loop around, pulls up the Nexus again. He goes, 23, brother. And, and that's a great point. That's a great yeah. point you make up. Because I remember, you know, my, like, my pops is a hustler, right? Like, yeah. he's always negotiating, right? The, the price is never the price. Yeah. So every time we ever got in a cab, you know, even if it was a meter, yeah. It would, the meter would say 43. You'd go, like, I can be 40, and then I'll give you, know, and then there's tip, right? Yeah. It, like, or like, hey, can you take me to wherever for 20? No. Mm -hmm. And then that happens, right? They do yeah. a Yui. <laughs> you walk away. You're like, yeah. all right, I walk away. And then yeah. they, they, you can't do that. No, part. you cannot. And that, that part, and you know, that, that's the best. And, I felt great, dude. I was with two other people, and they like were looking at me like, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like, the thing. Because most like, people are socially nice. awkward. And, yeah. and, and I think that, that comes from being from the city, you know? Yeah. Is that, like, just conversationally uh, uh, in tune. And, you know, you guys can't see it, but we're smiling right now. Because, yeah. because we love that. Yeah. We love that. Just yeah. getting a small deal. Even if it's Dude, even if it was $2 less. If I, I said 28 and he was like... You know what? Yeah, twenty eight. I would have been like, all right, I just saved two bucks. Yeah, and yeah, I, and yeah. that, that it's, like it's not the same service for the yeah, same for service. the same exact service. I right. just I got two bucks off. Yeah, it's great, man. No, that's shout out I like cabs, but cabs aren't around there. They're just not. No, they really aren't. I don't know who the fuck to call and to get a cab in five minutes. Yeah, anywhere at yeah. any time of night. If I don't see the cab, I'm not. You know. Yeah. Uh, New York, I'd take a cab though. 
Yeah, I would too. Take they're, a cab. You said they're still everywhere. They're so everywhere. I'm assuming like you they're get everywhere. out at the airport. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. train. Be careful like, about the airport though. They jip you? Oh yeah, big time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Because like you don't know like even me, like if I was going somewhere, I'm like, I don't know how much it should cost. Yeah. You know, my dad hasn't been back there consistently in a while. Mm-hmm. We we from the airport we get Uber. I book yeah. it I'm in line in security, I get out the I get out the gate, I book the Uber for twenty minutes later and I'm out at Newark and get on the third floor, always get on the third floor in Newark and then you know, you're good to go. That's yeah. the other thing, the quality of driver. Maybe it's just because my rating is good. I got a good rating, I got like a four point eight five. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened there with that point one five. Uh but every driver I get is four point nine five star. Like, knock on wood, right? But like I've gotten some pretty good like I haven't had a bad yeah. sir and maybe it's the algorithm, right? Maybe you just get drowned. If you're a bad driver you just Because the competition people. in see like yeah. Chicago is just cause so many drivers is like you dude that I feel bad for drivers to get one bad rating. Yeah, you're fucked. Hurts, man. I remember back in the day though, five star drivers were like rare. rare, and now like almost every guy. Like I would see star. a three star and be like, "All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's can't fine. be that bad." Yeah, yeah. Now everyone's like, now four, everyone's a four, four point eight. Yeah, five. four point eight. I'm like, what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> like what? That's nearly perfect. <laughs> Over the course of a thousand rides, like yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Do you remember what your driving score was when you were doing Uber Eats? Oh, it got bad. Really? It got bad. So the last, this is why, and this is why I kind of stopped doing it. I just had a really, really rough day. Yeah. So it was one of those days where you could do, you get if you did ten rides that day, ten deliveries, you get an extra I want to say one hundred fifty bucks, right? And that's yeah. when it makes it worth it if you think about like look back and looking back on it, yeah. like if I didn't get that one fifty, it was not worth it to be in the car for that like six hours it took. Yeah. Three deliveries in a row, bro. Like I get the delivery, I bring it to them. They said something was missing. I'm not gonna tear the fucking tape on the bag. Just to look yeah. to see that your food is all in there. Yeah. Like I love how it's it becomes your fault. It becomes my point. fault that I yeah. I'm not and like this is a clear like indication of privacy. Like I received your food and I didn't go through it. Yeah. At all. Right? And I have no intention to. You are literally just the middleman. I'm just the middleman. That's all you And you know what? I'm a, I'm moving fast, right? Yeah. I don't check all the time if there's a drink. Yeah. You know, I grab the bag and I trust that the restaurant did their job. Yeah. So two of them, they're complaining to me about how there's not enough food. Yeah, yeah. You know, and honestly, I like, yeah, should I have had, dude, like, this is why I, uh, I can look, I can say this now, but, uh, so I left, when I worked J. Mike's, I left, mm-hmm. right, because I was going to college. Yeah. But I had a run-in, two run-ins with customers, like, back-to-back right before I left, and they ended up reporting me, and when I came back, luckily I, I got a job. But for like a week, I was like, hey, like, I'm ready, I can come back. And I wasn't on the schedule, and like, my coworkers were like nice people. Yeah. You know, they didn't want to tell me that like, someone called HR, basically, or corporate. Yeah. And like, complained. complained about me, right? And because I had left, there was no need for me to like, come back. And it was honestly a blessing in disguise, I didn't have to clean shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm thankful it happened, but, uh, yeah, we can get into those. But yeah, I had so I had a couple deliveries, and I guess they gave me a bad review. And then one of them, one of them, and this is uh, this is why I think so. You know, I see the videos of people who get scummy in Uber, where they're like, oh, like they set the delivery, and they're like, oh, you actually can you drop me off? Like, and I get it. Like I've done it where it's like, can you actually just drop me off down the street? Like it's just down the street. Like yeah, two more minutes of your time. But they're like, oh no, I, I picked the wrong one. And like in my mind, just like all the drivers, when you see those videos, I'm like, nah, man. Yeah. Like you wanna you can like rebook the ride, I'll accept it right away or like get out get my car. Out, yeah. Like yeah. this the 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 ride's over. Yeah. Um oh no, no, no. It's like no, get the fuck out of my car. Yeah. You know? And so they sent the delivery for ten minutes away. And you know, the amount that I was gonna get was reasonable for a ten minute ten minute drive. And I got there and I'm like, I'm here and they're like, Oh, we put the wrong address in and it's ten miles away. And I'm already near the, like, where the restaurants are. Because you know this when you did it. Like, if you're not near restaurants, you're not going to get orders. No. You know? And yeah. the time you're circling is dead is dead time. You're not making any money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I was like, and they're like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll toss you a little bit. And, and, like, you know what? Like, I can't, I can't trust that. 
Like, yeah. I, like this order was for very cheap. You know, I can't trust you're not just going to take the food and dip. And, like, it's... Yeah, that's the one thing about Uber Eats that sucks as opposed to, like, DoorDash. DoorDash, you see exactly what you make when you start. Uber Eats, you don't know till like, fucking And you know later. what? And you know what? I was, ten, I was 10 minutes away from the place, and uh, the next order, like, basically, I canceled the order. The next order I got was the place right next to it. So I literally took the food, and I dropped it back off. Told the guys up front. I was like, they put the wrong address in, and I wasn't going to go out there. Yeah. And, like, I, put, I dropped the food off. Like, I didn't take it, right? So I got a real shit rating for that. So but like I could still do it. Like I still did it after. Yeah. Uh, but like my rating wasn't that hot. Yeah. I, I wasn't getting any good like rides. Got it. Um, but yeah, man. And like that's the thing. People get fucked like that. Like yeah. I and you've had multiple times where like people just don't. They don't give you any tip. Like no, dude, I'll take. At all. I will take two dollars, bro. I'm not yeah. even asking for much, dude. Yeah. I'll take two dollars. And like that two dollars per ride goes such a long way, right? Yeah. Like that extra fifteen bucks an hour or whatever it is, or ten bucks an hour, like it at makes the a time, huge bro. Yeah. Compounds to a huge yeah. difference. That was one of the nice things about doing it during COVID, though, is most of the drop offs you just had to put at the front of the door. Like that was one of the best things for me, at least in Chicago. Like no one wanted to come outside and no, like, right. do that handoff. Right. But there was one time, dude. I have a similar story where I was driving around in my neighborhood. And there was this place really close to my house called Boyo Campero, a really good fried chicken place. Right, right. And you'll get these sometimes where you'll be in the you'll be in a certain area and the restaurant's right by your crib, but the drop off spot is far, like way far. far. Yeah. And they only give you the address. They don't give you the exact like direction. You don't really which know. Kind like, of it'll, say, it'll say Clark yeah. and you're like, oh, you're like, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> like, like, tell me where I'm going. So I pick yeah. it up thinking like, oh, this is in my neighborhood, no one knows about this place. I'm going to fucking Austin, which is about 30 minutes away. So I it's pick a brutal up area. brutal fucking area. If you don't know Chicago, it's tough. It's probably like I think in the top three worst. Yeah, it is. Worst it is. Crime, it is. crime, crime, rates. and worst yeah. schools and all that. Stuff. Everything. So I pick it up. I'm already pissed off that I got to drive all the way to fucking Austin, be there in the first place. So I pick up the food. I'm driving there. It's a 30 minute drive because it's like prime traffic hour, and I get there, and the lady fucking comes out to meet me. Of course, like of all places, she comes out to meet me, and they don't have a drink. And she's, and she's she, so she orders, right? and she's like, "Where's my drink?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I I just grabbed the bag. It's sealed. I don't want to. Like, same similar to you. Yeah. I don't want to touch the food. Like, this is what you're getting." And she's like, "No, no, no. Like, you got to do something about this." I'm like, "No, no, no. You don't know how this works. Like, I'm the middleman. Like, literally. That, I didn't say this to her, but at the time, I was like, I can't do. Anything. And you know what? And it's like I would be really candorous with you, but like I'm getting paid five dollars. Dude, yeah, literally. I, and I didn't get any tip on that. I knew I wasn't getting a tip in the first place yeah, when I saw the location. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I was just not having it. And then I literally told her because she started getting loud with me. She was like, "Oh well, that's your job, isn't it?" And I was like, "Honestly, ma'am, I do this for fun. Like, I do this for fun. And you, if you have an issue, you can call." And I'm pretty sure she docked my. My rating that day. Yeah. And, and, I was, and, it, and my rating wasn't that bad. I think I had like a four or eight. I think she was like the one blemish. And I did DoorDash for a little bit too, right? Yeah. And the, the only time I got knocked on DoorDash was for the de delivery time. And I'm like, dude, I, you know how I drive, right? Mm. I am going to get there as fast as possible. It's a business. I know I want to do these as fast as possible. Yeah. Right? And I sit in traffic, like, and I'm talking suburban traffic, right? So, mm -hmm. like, it's not even as bad as your traffic can get. Mm -hmm. A 10-minute drive can turn into 35, yeah. right? And your score gets dinged. And it's like, did you – you have a satellite, right? Yeah. Like, the, yeah. the, 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 the GPS is on the app. So, you mm -hmm. have a satellite. So, you know that I'm sitting through heavy <laughs> traffic. So, why are you docking me yeah. for the nature of the business? Yeah, you exactly. Know? What was the furthest you ever went out? Of 15 your, miles. 15 miles. Damn. 15 miles. And then this is suburban, right? So 15 miles in Chicago is like... Yeah. You're That's in, like one side of the you're city. You're in Darien. Yeah. You're, you're, no, you're not in the city. You're in Greenview. Farther out than yeah. that, right? Yeah. You can't even go that far east. It's like yeah. two, two more miles and you're at a beach. Yeah. So, yeah, like uh, 15 miles, but I got paid for that one. Like it said 40 bucks. And I was like... Those are the good ones, too. Sometimes but I'm not like, screwed, man. I'm not yeah, screwed for sure, time, man. There'd be occasionally a time or two though that there'd be two orders from the same place, and those are the fucking best. And on DoorDash, you got docked for rejecting too many orders. Uber was nice. They're like, oh, if Uber you want was like, it, all right, okay, I get what this kid wants, <laughs> and then like a couple more rejections later, they give you the one you want. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool, appreciate it. I like this. Yeah. yeah you just put, you just put it by my desk, right? DoorDash was like. This is a, this is a, you are graced in our presence. <laughs> yeah. You should be lucky we are offering you $7 yeah. to deliver this thing. 
15 miles. Yeah. Like, bow at our feet, accept this order, or we're not going to give you orders anymore. Yeah, dude, fuck DoorDash. They didn't even let me in. Here's the thing, though. In terms of delivery-wise, I like DoorDash better. Oh, I'm sure. You yeah. Know? I like it better. And clearly, they were, they were fucking... Oh, out here they were capping the amount of people that were like getting accepted. Out here, like, I couldn't get in. Pristine, yeah, pristine, yeah. Like, yeah, they're that it, probably helps make people value it more. The fact that like certain people can't get in, like literally, there's just they cap it at a certain number, and once they're at their number, like they won't let. And you know, I, I I don't for DoorDash. Yeah, and, and fucking, you have to you have to continuously crazy. do deliveries to maintain to be on the profile, which makes sense. You know, if yeah. you're not on the profile for a year, I can free up a spot. And throw someone. I, I wonder if we could still get log into our Uber Eats accounts. Probably not. I can. We can. I can. I did like, it like in debt, dude. I did it like two and a half months ago. Damn. I did it for a day. Yeah. <laughs> See. I think I told like, you that day too. I'm like, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what, bro? I'm gonna go do some delivery. <laughs> Why not? You know, I I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. I thought about it. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm so serious. Like little part. And I can't. Right. I really can't nature of my job I can't really like run something that's like reported as like a business you know mm-hmm. but like even then I thought about it like could make quick 60 bucks yeah. here you know I get a couple good ones quick 60 bucks you spend that 60 bucks like I'm not saving it yeah but I can spend that 60 bucks and like that's something else you need yeah yeah for yeah, sure man. no I I feel that I feel that yeah, I used to love fucking driving. Not even gonna lie, it was very simple. You put a podcast on. Yeah, man. That's so I, four a lot hours. of the time I didn't like it, you know. But yeah, there was times where like there was days I'd do a six hour day, you know, and I'd be like, then you'd hop on Warzone. That was yeah, and like that wasn't bad. <laughs> that was life back in the day. But uh, yeah, yeah, ready? Man. I think we did a forty five er. Did we? So, yeah, this was very impromptu, improv, fucking pod. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm flowing, man. Yeah, easy money. I'm flowing. I. I, uh, I, I quickly wanted to touch on the Inflation Reduction Act for the people out there. So that, that bill passed. You've probably seen it. Um, long story short, it's not going to reduce inflation. I'm not getting <laughs> political. Uh, this is the study was done by Wharton School of Business. If you know that, they're like the best business school in the nation. And they said on a long-term basis, it is net zero. So net, net zero. It doesn't do anything to inflation. The one thing that got put in for people applicable to the people listening to this, I don't think anybody here runs a billion dollar corporation, so we won't get into that. But for the people, and if out, you do, hit us up. Yeah, if you do, us. if you do, seriously, hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. We'll get you on. Um, yeah, we can help you out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, for the, for the regular guys like you and me out here, uh, they're hiring eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. Uh, not IRS, so they're not hiring 87,000 IRS agents, they're hiring 87,000 employees, but a good amount of them are going to be auditor agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know they said in the news that the poor people like me, uh, or like, and by that I mean like middle class, will not get audited. That is a lie. It's just not, <laughs> that's just not how things work. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm not a CPA. I'll be a CPA in a year. I passed them all, so just take my word for it, okay? Uh, besides that, I would not be funky with your taxes. I would just get them done, man. Yeah. I'd get them done. Take Think them to about your... it. Like, at our age, how much are you really like? Yeah, take them to your local guy or TurboTax. And... TurboTax is so, like, I use TurboTax. Mostly because I understand how it works. So, yeah. like, I can fidget with the thing. And, like, I pretty much actually just fill it in myself. Yeah. But, but even besides that, it does such a great job at explain. Like, it walks you through like you are a child, right? Yeah, if you yeah. know nothing about taxes and you have no desire to know anything about taxes, I would say you should know at a base level what you're doing every single year, what you're paying thousands of dollars to every single year. Yeah. You should know at a base level what's going on. But let's say you don't, fair. This thing walks you through it, right? Do that. Mm. Or go to your guy. Make sure your guy's not an idiot. I can't tell you, bro. How many people I know in our friend group because, because their mom or dad knows somebody, they go through somebody, and that somebody sucks. They charge them $550 to do the simplest return yeah, on the planet, and they still forget stuff. And like, I'm in the profession now. I know the margin for mistakes on something you put your name on and sign on is very, very low, right? Yeah. We're, we're professionals. At the end of the day, we do this for a living. So if your guy is making mistakes or not explaining things to you, they're charging you $550 to do your tax return and your tax return is simple and you don't have anything extraordinary 
that that's that's going to be in there or considerations, they should at minimum just walk you through what happened here. Yeah. And most don't. They're just like, here's a return. Yeah. Because they just crank you out. So if like that's the case, go to go get a guy. But yeah, I'm just saying, you know, if you got crypto transactions like I do, if you're in markets, if you have a side business, if you if you report sole proprietorship income, especially if you're a 1099 worker. You are under a bigger microscope. This really isn't for the W-2 guys. Your chance of getting audited, if you just have a W-2 and it's very simple, is very low anyway. You are probably doing it right anyway. Because there's not just there's no room to make that many mistakes doing that, right? So, but if you're if you're a 1099 gig worker or something like that, keep receipts. Keep receipts. Yeah. And don't think because you made eighty thousand this year or sixty thousand this year that that oh, I'm, I'm, the chance is so low, and it is. Like the chance is still low that you're gonna get audited. If I were to bet money, you're probably not getting audited, right? But in the event you do, you don't want this to drag out. Yeah. Right. You really don't want this to drag out because they're gonna ask for documentation, and at the end of the day, if you get penalized, you're gonna if you get penalized and it's a big penalty, you're gonna have to hire a tax lawyer or a CPA. And let me tell you, they don't charge that, it's not that cheap. <laughs> it's, it's pretty expensive. You're getting audited, it's like dollar signs to accountants and lawyers, right? Mm. Uh, so don't, just don't get yourself in that situation. Or, and if you do, make sure you have, you keep receipts, right? Because mm. if, if at the end of the day, they come back and it's a no, it's, there, there's no, no penalty, nothing assessed, right? The, like you're, you're kinda, you kind of passed, you know, the yeah. test, right? And to them, they're pissed off. They're pissed off, mind you. Remember, it's a business. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's the federal government. Like, it's their job to catch people who cheat their taxes, right? Yeah. And I get people are, and the one thing I want to make a note of is I'm not saying that the middle class getting audited is necessarily so much of a bad thing, right? In order for there to be good, sometimes people who are innocent have to go through some pain. It's unfortunate. That is just the way it is. Take it in anything, man. Freedom of speech is one of them, right? Uh, I was just having a, a debate with some buddies about this the other day, right? To have freedom of speech, this thing we all unanimously agree is valuable and coveted and should not go away. There's gonna, you have to allow some people who say some stupid, stupid things out there because if you can control speech too much, now it's not freedom of speech, right? Mm -hmm. So if you really want the people, and I think it's fair, right, as, as, as someone who's, Working as an accountant, it's it's only fair that people, according, can can use the tax law to their fullest ability. And the IRS even tells you that they said they said use these rules to as much of your benefit as possible. Right, right, and that's your job is to use what is written in law to your benefit. Right, that's mm -hmm. your job, and they even say that. But to the extent you start committing crimes, it's not funny anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not funny. It is not funny anymore when you make, especially when you get higher up in income brackets, right? In our income brackets, it's like, you, oh, you cheated your taxes? Like, did you, you just risked, you just risked like hella penalties for no, for nothing, mm. right? When you're making five million a year, you cheat your taxes, that's a lot of money, you know? And if you make five million a year and you do things the right way, and I'm not, and that doesn't mean you pay a lot in taxes. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you do it the right way versus the guy who doesn't, that sits with you wrong, yeah. right? And it's only fair that if we, if, it's, if we can try to go after these people that make a lot, that cheat their taxes, because a lot of people cheat their taxes, right? There's a trillion dollars out there that's estimated in unpaid taxes and tax cheats. You know, that's a lot of money. And if that means some regular people get audited, if that's unfortunate, I don't like it, I don't want it to happen, but if, if that's the case, then I mean, it's just the way it is. So keep receipts, keep your goddamn receipts if you run your own business. Um, even if you don't, man, have a folder on your hard drive that's labeled receipts. Rename the file, rename it, put it in a folder. Don't even think about it. If yeah. you need it, you need it, it's there. If you don't need it, whatever. If you wasted 10 seconds out of your day uh, just keeping, keeping tabs on things. Yeah. You know, And most of the time, you don't even need to do that. You got places that will report all your expenses. You have bank statements. You have and, and such. But yeah, man, just you know, be careful. With it. Dude, when it's all said and done, where do you think Joe Biden's gonna rank in terms of presidents? I think it, it, it's the same thing with Trump. I think it's even too early to tell where he ranks. That, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, 
when it's all said and done, meaning like the next 20 years, 20 years down the road, where is this guy going to rank? I think Joe Biden will be forgotten, quite frankly, because it's not, things aren't as bad, and we'll see if they do. If they do get worse, he will be remembered. Mm. Joe Biden is front and center right now because he's the president. Yeah. But, listen, while people hate on Jimmy Carter, no one really cares. True. And he could become Jimmy Carter. He's a placeholder, but I think it's all said and done. He's a, he is a transition guy from an abrupt, an abrupt, trying to find the right word, uh, abrupt change in politics mm -hmm. and the way the country was run and what happened in the country. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this guy just goes in the dust, really, in terms of presidents. Yeah. Um, he hasn't done anything significant. It's more about what Biden hasn't done than has done that makes the news. People still complain that Biden hasn't canceled student debt. People still complain that oil prices are still high because he hasn't done anything about oil. And like, it's not really like he can at this point, but whatever. Like, he hasn't, you know, reduced inflation. Like, it's what he hasn't done. And at the end of the day, I think in a few years, there will probably be a new president not saying it's going to be a Republican, though. I think the Democrats are gonna find somebody. They better. Yeah, I mean they really better. They're it's slim not pickings in the Democrats. I think yeah, and uh, listen for this guy's well-being, bro. Genuinely, out of kindness of my heart, I don't dislike the guy. I think the guy doesn't know where he is. I think it's. I think <laughs> I'm serious. I think I it's agree. fucked up. I think it's fucked up what he's had to do. Yeah. Because he's kind of had to shoulder this one. For his crew, for his party, right? Yeah. He's he, he was the guy that was gonna win. He's the martyr. They wanted someone the mo the least controversial guy, and they got him. Yeah. And he got in, and they did he did what was his quote unquote job for his party, and and I think I think at his stage, and you watch him on TV, and it's no joke. Dude, like he literally people, fell off a bike. He fell off a bike. He stutters all the time. He passes the pen to the wrong guy. Dude. He shakes hands with the air. Yeah. Like he's gone. Like, I have family members that are, that are, you know, of that old age who are more mentally in check than this guy is. It's not right. Yeah. And listen, this guy may be a badass, right? For all we know, because we don't know much about this guy at its core, right? We, this guy may be like, like we know what Trump, like we can see what, we know what Trump's doing, right? This guy may be really going through some shit. Like, Joe Biden may be waking up in the morning and like... Very it's a sick. battle for this guy. To, you don't know because they're yeah. never going to say that. You would never want your president to be Weak. showing a sign of weakness, right? Yeah. Just the fact that he's starting on television alone is is a, is a shocker, right? Um, FDR. FDR had polio, bro. Not, the country didn't know because it was on radio and he was doing fireside, ch fireside chats. If you listen to him, he, he's, he's, he's out there and he's, he's making a statement. Like no one knew this guy was barely surviving. Yeah. John F. Kennedy, same thing. John F. Kennedy had scoliosis. The pain was so bad he got addicted to pain meds. I mean, this dude was addicted to Oxycontin and, and the works, right? Like, this guy's body was fucked up. He was not in a good place. His mental state was not in a good place. It, no one knew that. When he was on camera, when he was, you've heard the speeches before, you know, the, 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 his inauguration speech is like super famous, right? Mm -hmm. uh, don't say what your country can do for you and all that stuff, right? He showed a sign of strength. In reality, this dude, his back is breaking in half, right? Yeah. You never know what's going on behind closed doors. We even saw, like, can you imagine, we saw Obama's hair go from like this, <laughs> like I said it before, right? Yeah. This dude was looking fresh to looking like he was the old man at the barbecue when he got out, right? In, yeah. in eight years, he went from that to that. And it's like, you don't know what happened behind closed doors for that to even happen, bro. Yeah. You know, and think, think about it. This guy's got, they got makeup on. Yeah. Like they got him looking good on there, yeah. you know, at all times. Yeah. So I, I feel bad for the guy. I hope, I hope he can like just step away from all this. Yeah. And go retire and like, bro, enjoy the remaining years of your life as a, as a former U.S. president. Mm -hmm. You know, like I got respect for as much as like people label even the all the presidents that are alive all of them right no matter how people label oh, this guy was a bad, bad, bad president he did this wrong or 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 how bush handled iraq and and people blame obama for certain things like dude at the end of the day i think of these guys as like geez yeah because yeah. anyway the the they're just people bro they're in a they like golf yeah. they like to golf they like to hang out with their family they like to jet ski they like to lay on a beach 
Like, at the end of the day, these people are people. Yeah. They're just ballers, man. Because think about it. They made it to the top. Regardless of, like, you know, the people, you know, the Clintons of what they had to do, you know. But even Bill Clinton, me, is like, like, that guy's like, you know. <laughs> I'm dapping up with that guy. I have no party affiliation, right? None whatsoever. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm not pigeonholing myself to shit. I'm pigeonholing myself to my beliefs, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and tote a party line because somebody told me to. Yeah. You know. I'll vote for the best guy I think is there. You know, yeah. Uh, listen, when you run a team, you could you you could want LeBron James and Kobe and 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 Magic as your starter, and like that's all great, but that's not how things are, right? You got to set your team the way it is, and if I'm picking the team, I'm picking the best team I can pick. Yeah. You know, that's why I, I would hang out with all those guys, like George W. I would love to get a ball game with George W. Bush, <laughs> and just shoot shit. Yeah. Like, not even interview the guy. Just shoot shit. Just get to know, like, dude, like, how did you become, like, this guy, right? And despite all the mistakes, right? At the end of the day, like I said, we're human. I don't know how the fuck I handled 9-11. What a day of work. Yeah. What'd you do today? What'd you, what fire did you have to put out today? Yeah, you know, 9-11. Yeah. Obama, what fire did you have to put out when you got into office? An a nationwide economic recession to the point where people had no jobs coming out of college. They had to move. Like, you know, unemployment was at 9%. He inherited that. That's your day at the office. Yeah. You know, these guys go through some shit. Yeah. Like, even Trump's, bro. COVID. Yeah. I, we don't even need to go into that. Yeah. How the fuck? How? Who? Who tells you how to do that? There's no playbook. There's no guidebook of how to do your job. When we go into work, someone can tell us what to do, how to do it, how to play the game. Yeah. No one tells you how to do this job. Yeah. And it's new problems. There's the, like, there's no, there's the, there was no playbook in 1945 about now we have these atomic nuclear weapons. What do we do with them? What'd you do, Teddy Roosevelt? What'd you do? What do you mean? I rode on horseback, bro. <laughs> like, we didn't have tanks. Yeah. No one knows how to do this job. No one. So, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's sick. Except for Kamala Harris, I don't like her. I'll put that out there. That I don't. That I'm not afraid to say. Yeah. I don't like her. I don't think many people do. She put she put so many people away in California for marijuana, and now you look back on that and there's people in jail for marijuana, and it's like that's so dumb. But yeah. you know that's a different story for a different day. Yeah. Now I'm ready. Fuck Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been episode number 43 of the Shiv and Shed. Oh, my God. I can't talk. The Shiv and Eddie Show. The Shetty Show. Follow us on the IG, on TikTok. You already know the vibes. That's H-E-D-D-Y-S-H-O-W. We will have a guest next week. Don't know who it will be, but Shiv and I will discuss. And, um, yeah. Fucking thanks for tuning in. Keep listening to the pod. Let us know your thoughts. Shiv, any final ones? I love you all. Show some love.